0: Hello, and welcome to Brave Space for Critical Conversations podcast, where we have short and to-the-point discussions on challenging topics focusing on race, healthy relationships, and parenting. The purpose of this podcast is to share stories in hopes that others can take away some nugget of wisdom to further the work of becoming socially conscious and take action individually. My name is Kelly Webb, founder and principal consultant at Matching Peace. So thank you, Carla, for all your insight you've given me. A few new terms, and um, I learned about Elaine Brown. So now I'm going to have to go look into her story and look for the story about Harriet Tubman in her green dress because I've never <laughs> heard. Of it. You know, I've only heard the basic things about Harriet Tubman, or even things that I've read were just basic, right? So um, thank you, just really thank you for being here and sharing all your knowledge. Um, before we wrap up, though, what is um, what would you like to share, or what advice would you give to others? Um, that are interested in learning more?
1: Um, so, um, you know, I would definitely say take the time out to read a little bit more. Um, even if you don't like to read, I would say do a paragraph a day and then the paragraph will grow into a few pages. And then before you know it, um, before you know it, you'll be reading page after page after page. Also, um, I wouldn't too much get so bogged down into like what's hot and what's popular. I know white fragility is like the it thing now. I've read white fragility. Let me just say I require some <laughs> parts of white fragility in my class, but I mean it's a really no different than what You know, a lot of the scholars have been saying for a long time, but I think it's great for beginners. um, And it definitely has like really important concepts. But the point is, um, just don't go with what's hot, go with like what you feel in your heart, right? Um, And then you'll eventually um, get the answers that you're looking for. So if you're really interested in like the life of Huey P. Newton, then read on Huey P. Newton. Don't read White Rage and White Vigility and all the other popular books that are out now. You know, I'm a huge fan of the canon. You'll oftentimes hear me cite things from the 80s. Um, (laughs) I'm pretty sure people will have an issue with that, but I feel like just going back to the canon really just kind of really gives you the answers and then you really get a chance to see like you know to make those connections so the canon would for me would be you know Malcolm X the autobiography it would be reading um uh uh, David Walker I love David Walker um reading the story of the sojourner truth reading ain't i a woman everyone should read that at least once a year at the start of the year um um marcus garvey you know obviously zora neale hurston i mean you gotta have zora neale hurston octavia butler i mean all of those scholars um but yeah just just read whatever you know speaks to you in your heart Um, Also, I know I was um, brought on here because you asked me, like, how to teach about racism. Sometimes it really depends on the audience, but I have found that over the years, like this formula um, helps even in my Africana studies classes, which are predominantly Black. So I started off with examining ability and disability because all of us at some point has experienced disability or have seen others be challenged with um having this a a disability i you i like to use the word uniquely able or the phrase uniquely able that's just me um so i'm still again in the process as you can hear me working it out with you i'm still in the process decolonizing my mind right now as we speak um Mm -hmm. So I, I, I talk about the issues of um, being um, uniquely able, um, the importance of slowing down. Um, usually students tend to say to me, well, how can we accommodate people who are uniquely able when you know, you'll have to redo the entire building? but um, what I do is I give them the plans, <laughs> the building plans that are ADA compliant. And what you find is that sometimes you might have to open up a door. The door has to be maybe a few inches wider.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um, an elevator has to be a little bit slower when opening and closing the doors. Maybe the door has to open up the opposite way. So some, so a lot of times that's just, a, well, not a lot of times, almost always it's a myth. Um, So then that opens them up a bit. So then I talk about gender and sex and the difference between sex and gender. Um, So we deconstruct Disney. um, And that usually is like a point of (laughs) um, contention there uh, because, and I have to break the students' hearts because, we talk about the Little Mermaid and how she gives up her voice for a man, and it's just like, oh, and the students are like, oh my god, I didn't know she did that, and then there are other students saying, no, she didn't give it up for a man, she wanted legs or something, Um, so then I have to work through that, you know, Um, and also Beauty and the Beast is another one that hurts their feelings, I'm like, he abuses her, you know, and the students, they don't want to see it. They're like, oh, Stockholm syndrome. No, that is like straight patriarchy, like, come on, like, pa- patriarchy, misogyny. I don't think I'm, like, reading too much into that. Like, he kidnaps her, he kidnaps her, he throws her in a room, he totally isolates her, so then they love to bring up the new one, like, oh, she fights back this time. Like, okay. So, I, so I have to constantly, you know. So now everyone's gonna say, "Well, Black is King is out," so which Beyonce snatched all of our edges out with that. I thought it was absolutely beautiful, by the way. But um, even the Latin, you know, the racist undertones in the original one. So it's so I, I so what I'm doing is I'm layering it, right. So then um, the next phase. I talk about um, sexual orientation. I talk about the LGBTQA plus movement. I talk about the different identities. Um, We talk about gay marriage. We talk about the erotic, all that. Then social class, a critique on capitalism. Then boom, we get to race. So by that time, they're good and ready. You know, they've had all the tools and then they're ready. Hear about terms like white, white right, um, supremacy. They're ready to hear about implicit bias. They're ready to hear about white privilege. You know. So I found that um, when I first started teaching, I would just be like, "Boom, let's talk about race," and then the students would just shut down. You know. Um, but I've even found that to work in Africana studies too, um, from like an intersectional aspect of it. And one of the reasons why it's so important to pay attention to. Um, folks who are uniquely able because um, Jim Crow, that actually came from a minstrel show, right? Um, By Thomas Rice. And Thomas Rice had this unique dance that went along with it. And the song was called Jump Jim Crow. But he got the dance from a Black man that was disabled. So he was basically making fun and um, scrutinizing a black man who is disabled, created a song around it called Jump Jim Crow, and then it unleashed a whole social political economic system. So that's why. So when I teach black studies, I usually give that example and say, if we don't pay attention, how can you say black lives matter when you're not even paying attention to black people who are disabled and black people are more likely disproportionately disabled right so we can't you know ignore that so we have to pay attention to the way our buildings are structured you know um the way we want to speed things up in our society you know we need to slow down a little bit you know all of those issues um you know play a role so that's you know typically my formula and then after we talk about race then we talk about Um, women of color, typically at the end. So by that time, they're good, they're prime, and they're ready to talk about women of color, feminism. And then, um, hopefully, they would have gotten it all. So teaching um, whites about race, that's usually, that's my formula. So, and, um, And I got that from a book. I can't think of the book. The the book was written by or edited by Renee Martin. It's like teaching something, teaching something. But Renee Martin edited the book. And I found that formula to be very effective. Um, So any other advice? Like for me, again, I love just listening to different stories. Like that's kind of like where I came from. I used narrative research um, in my dissertation where I listened to 19 different stories um, of black women and how they define the American dream for themselves. And they defined it based off of the stories that they've told me. So um, I feel like when you pay attention to the stories, I mean, you really get to see how people do survive it, how they do fight and I think we also have this idea of like what it means to fight. You know, some people, they don't have the privilege and the time to go out and hold up a sign. I would love to be out there on the front lines, you know, but I have a two year old daughter. You know, my daughter needs me, my family needs me. So, you know, I fight in different ways. You know, I fight in front of the computer by typing up proposals, writing grants, to help programs work, you know, to build a better world. You know, I fight with my nails and my hammer um, so that people can have faith in themselves and in their soil so that they can grow their own food. I mean, I fight, you know, different ways, right? And when you listen to the, everyone else's stories, you get to see the unique ways people fight, and then you can take on. Um, you begin to see yourself in other people's stories. And then you realize that you're not alone in the fight and it empowers you, right? It it really gets you to say like, wow, you know, I thought that I was alone in this. And this person fights by gardening. That's one thing I've learned too, when I, um, speaking of womanism, when I started establishing gardens, I really got a chance to see how black women fight and how they're fighting through gardening. You know, it really is like a beautiful, beautiful thing. So, um, because they, they need that space of healing and providing for their families, so. But yeah, I think uh, listening to the stories, being humble enough to do away with your own opinion, your own preconceived ideas and notions, and to just listen. And when you listen to others, you really get a chance to see like a whole new world, a whole new universes begin to open up. So that's my two cents.
0: And I thank you for those two Um, cents. I definitely think they're more than two cents. So um just really appreciate your time. Appreciate you coming on and sharing your your knowledge. Um I know that people will get a lot of information to explore from from you being on so thank you so much thank you thank you it was truly a brave space for critical conversations is a podcast under the matching peace brand matching peace provides equity-centered education training and mentoring that focuses on horizontal co-learning within institutions and between peer and family groups to enrich their overall well-being you can follow matching peace on facebook and instagram under the username matching peace or subscribe to our newsletter at www.matchandpeace.org.